0: It's Curious City, where we take
1: your questions
0: about Chicago and the region and investigate, report, explore, from WBEZ.
2: Hi, I'm reporter Adesina Emanuel with City Bureau. Albany Park resident Linda Douch is a librarian at the Harold Washington Library, and the topic on her mind, segregation in Chicago. You see, she grew up in a mostly white suburb of Boston. She went to college and grad school in mostly white cities. But then she moved to Chicago in 1993, and, obviously, it wasn't all white. Lately, she's been thinking about where people of different races do and don't live.
3: Is Chicago more or less racially segregated now than it has been in the past? It's a lot more diverse than any of the places I've ever lived. But at the same time, it seems pretty segregated.
2: Yeah, it is. Though, things have been changing since she arrived in the city in the 90s. According to census data, the city is slightly less segregated than it was in the 1990s. But here's the thing. Census numbers show some neighborhoods in Chicago have more racial diversity than they used to. But if you look at the neighborhoods that were mostly black in the 1990s, on the south and west sides, they still are. The same with some of the predominantly white neighborhoods on the north side. So, again... Chicago is only slightly less segregated, and many neighborhoods are about the same. But some neighborhoods are more diverse. And those are the ones Linda's most curious about.
3: Where is integration happening in the city, and how successful is it?
2: That's not a simple question. There are different ways to look at integration. I could give you a whole lot of data about specific neighborhoods across the city. But sometimes, data doesn't always tell the whole story. So I'll give you, and Linda, two examples. I have experience with the first. I grew up in Uptown on the north side in the 1990s. According to census data, it was, and is, one of the more racially diverse neighborhoods. But I grew up on an all-black block, in a spacious apartment my mom paid for with a Section 8 voucher. And I never played with white kids. I never saw them at the playground by our place. Uptown was, and is, on paper at least, a diverse neighborhood. But diversity doesn't necessarily add up to integration. It doesn't mean people interact socially, in parks, churches, restaurants, or even if they live on the same blocks. But Uptown's diversity and tension there, it's been a thing since before Linda came to Chicago. So to answer her question about whether integration is happening today... I went to a community that has only recently joined the ranks of Chicago's integrated neighborhoods, at least on paper. It's Ashburn, on the far southwest side. About 40,000 people live there in a five-mile area. Black people are the majority, but Latinos aren't far behind, and there's a smaller but still sizable white population. You'll find old-school Italian pizzerias, taquerias, and soul food joints on commercial corridors. You'll find manicured lawns, rows of pristine bungalows on tranquil residential streets, and beautiful Marquette Park nearby. And you'll find St. Dennis Church. The Catholic Church dates back to when Ashburn was part of that vast, white ethnic southwest side. Katie Ewers moved to Ashburn in 1955 with her husband, and they joined this congregation. Back then, they didn't even have a building— They convened in a parking lot. She's 83 now, and she's watched this congregation shrink.
3: The reason we do not have
2: more people
3: is because all those Irish and Polish and all of that have moved away, and it's mostly African Americans who are missionary Baptists, and um, they're comfortable in their own religion.
2: But St. Dennis has gotten a boost from Catholic Latinos. Ewers teaches Bible studies to Mexican American kids at St. Dennis. And she gets along with them, but she says connecting with their parents is tougher.
3: The trouble is, of course, that we have a mass in Spanish, and uh, we don't actually associate with these people that much because we go to the Anglo Mass and they go to the Spanish Mass.
2: Now, Ewers has stayed in Ashburn even as it's become more diverse, and she describes herself as, quote, colorblind. But she also relates to white people who have left.
3: I think if I had little children, though, I wouldn't raise them here either, just because it it wouldn't really be fair to them. I mean that they wouldn't grow up with kids like themselves.
2: What Ewers is expressing about not wanting to be in a minority, that fear, that's common in Chicago, and studies show it's especially common among white people. Some of Ashburn's white families began leaving Ashburn when the first black families moved here in the 1980s. There were about 30,000 white folks in 1990. Today, there are only about 6,000, and that population is aging, not likely to be replaced. So, unless something drastically changes, white people will continue to disappear in Ashburn. That still leaves a neighborhood that's about half African American and almost 40% Latino, mostly Mexican American. So how well do those groups mix? I meet Monique Salisbury, who says things are pretty good. She moved to Ashburn after visiting a 4th of July block party here that was multiracial and nice. That sold her on the neighborhood.
0: And when I say it was nice, it was real nice. You would think that a lot of people can't get together like this, but actually the whole ethnic, everybody was here. It was totally good and and great together. Everybody came out with the, oh, if you don't have fireworks, we got fireworks for everybody. That was the main thing. I'm like, okay, this is for everybody.
2: People like Salisbury actually come to Ashburn for the diversity. And Ashburn has a lot going for it. Relatively low crime, nice single family homes, bright sunny spaces, and people who would like more integration. But integration is tough.
4: And my personal point of view, it seems like it, people get along, but there is facts that you see out there that might tell you different.
2: This is Fernando Cerna, who is Mexican-American and owns an auto body shop in Ashburn. He says his clients are mostly Latino, but he has black clients and he gets along with them. Yet, he says, there's a vibe in the neighborhood he calls, you do your thing and I do my thing.
4: It's kind of touching this topic because um, I have to say, some people feel afraid or don't want to get involved with African Americans and, and and the other way around. I, I see it, and believe it or not, I see it here on a parking spot. The parking
2: like that, like how? Well, you when I example? see
4: when I see like six or seven kids, African Americans, they walking towards a uh, couple. Hispanic people, and
2: i i I sense it that they feel like it be careful Cerna says he used to have some fear around African American people and he got over it just by being exposed to more kinds of people. That's what he'd like to see happen in Ashburn
4: and we should have more of that, and I think we will overcome many problems and many misconceptions of uh, African-Americans or Hispanics or whoever, Mm -hmm. you
2: know. So there is some fear and distrust between these two communities, and it goes both ways. I get it. In Uptown, I had a lot of Mexican-American friends. We played outside, but sometimes when I'd go into their homes, it didn't look like their parents liked what they saw. And some people in my own family believed Mexican-Americans were here to take our jobs. There can definitely be some tensions between Blacks and Latinos, but that doesn't mean they won't live in the same neighborhood. Listening to Black and Latino people talk about Ashburn, I hear the pride they have in its middle-class identity. I hear defiance toward the idea that residents would ever allow their neighborhood to succumb to crime and violence. I hear optimism about the future. And middle-class Blacks, they're still coming here. That's a big deal at a time when they're fleeing other parts of Chicago. A lot of people I spoke with say they wished black and Latino people interacted more in the neighborhood. But one barrier to that is an informal geographic boundary. Here's Dolph Norris, owner of Dan's Soul Food, on the east side of Ashburn. You mostly have the Hispanics live west of uh, Pulaski, but then the African Americans live on the east of Pulaski. And you can just tell by just walking and going to the parks that it's still segregated. In other words, the western part of the neighborhood is largely Latino and the eastern part largely black. And these type of geographic divisions, you can find them in many southwest side neighborhoods. Alden Lurie, head of research at the Metropolitan Planning Council, agrees with Norris's assessment. There are still racial barriers in Ashburn.
1: I wouldn't necessarily say it's an integrated community. It's a diverse community, yeah. But integration to me is there's actually a more substantial mixing of people of different uh, different groups and essentially what we're saying is that they're all in the same space by, you know, defined by a border, but they're not necessarily living amongst one another.
2: Still, Laurie thinks Ashburn has a lot going for it. He says it can avoid the kind of decline, disinvestment and violence that has visited other Chicago neighborhoods with sizable black populations. Ashburn was predominantly white and middle class before blacks and Latinos moved into the neighborhood. And now, even though the white population is the minority, the neighborhood is still a nice middle class place to live. And that's something Lurie thinks we could learn from.
1: When we see the beginnings of racial change in communities, it's not a death sentence The people who lived in Ashburn in 1990 uh, that saw African-American families, that saw Latino families coming into communities, who may have thought that that was a signal, uh, some kind of bellwether for problems. I think 30 years later, the community has changed, but the community hasn't gone to the dogs.
2: It's too bad more of those folks who left Ashburn just
1: couldn't see that. Perhaps if people had that level of understanding in 1990, The Ashburn of today would look much more racially integrated in a substantial fashion, where you have people living uh, on the same block.
2: So, to Linda Dosh, who asked our question, I'm afraid I need to say Chicago is not substantially more integrated than it was in the 1990s. And I don't think it will be until people of different racial backgrounds figure out how to live, not just in the same area, but on the same block. Reporting came from me, Adeshina Emanuel, as well as Carolina Cruz and Ruben Unra. This story was produced as a partnership between City Bureau and WBZ's Curious City. Support for Curious City comes from the Conant Family Foundation.
0: Next time on Curious City... In the 60s and 70s, the Lakeview neighborhood was home to more than 150 Japanese-owned businesses. Today, not so
1: much. Why? Chicago has so many ethnic enclaves. What happened to that Japanese community? The answer
0: goes beyond gentrification and social
1: mobility.
2: They wanted to assimilate so badly, and they probably lost a little bit of history doing that.
0: The rise and fall of Chicago's Japanese neighborhood. That's next time on WBEZ's Curious City.